Electricity, a power that feels like it's been around forever to modern generations. Used to power everything from a computer to a kettle, the International Space Station and everyday manufacturing. This is the power of electricity in Australia and today I answer this question. Is electricity the most important turning point in history? I'm Dustin McGuire and today I'm joined by USQ Senior Electro Mechanical Engineer Andreas Helwig and Energy Queensland Apprentice Program Leader and Linesman Mitch and McGuire to help me answer this question. The modern electrical saga began in 1752 with Benjamin Franklin's discovery of electricity through his famous kite experiment. In brief, he proved that a lightning bolt was made of electricity by flying a kite with a key tied to it into a lightning storm. The next big steps for electricity came from Michael Faraday. Faraday was the inventor of the original laws, then rules, of electromagnetism. With these laws, he was able to invent the first electric motor and first electric generator. These inventions paved the way for future generations to come. Next came the war of the currents between Thomas Edison's direct current and Nikola Tesla's alternating current. This rivalry between AC and DC was motivated by Tesla and Edison's shared want to create a mainstream electrical distribution system. The war of the currents turned into a national phenomenon, speeding up the process of inventing the electrical grid and worldwide power. Recently discovered, Brisbane's first underground power came in the form of original Edison tubes built in 1884. These tubes were only uncovered in 2018 by Energex cable joiners and electrical fitter mechanics at William Street in the city. It is believed that these recently unearthed cables prove that Brisbane was the first city in the southern hemisphere to have underground power, seconded only to London. Tesla, however, ended up winning the battle, with mainstream power lines in Australia and worldwide using AC. However, DC is still widely used in everyday applications, in cars, houses and computers. These currents are the same ones that are still used to power the electrical grid to this day. In Australia, most of our electricity is generated and produced by the burning of black and brown coal from our mines. Australia also uses oil and natural gas to mass-produce power, accounting for around 90% of all of Australia's power. This clearly shows that without non-renewable energy, Australia would not be able to generate the electricity required to power our electrical grid, representing coal's importance in the Australian economy. Australia, however, does have many solar and wind farms in rural regions, but these generate less than 10% of Australia's electricity. Australia is also home to some unique forms of electrical generation, including the Hornsdale Power Reserve in South Australia. Built in 2017 by Elon Musk's Tesla Incorporated, it costs over $160 million Australian to build and has lowered electrical costs for South Australians by over 90%. The reserve itself is the largest lithium-ion battery in the world and is providing essential grid support to Australia. It does this by capturing wasted energy during low peak hours and storing it using its 150 megawatt capacity for later use to feed into the grid. Australia is also home to the Snowy Mountain Hydroelectric Scheme. The scheme is the largest engineering project that has ever taken place in Australia to this day. It is a megastructure including 16 dams, 9 power stations, 2 pumping stations, and over 225 kilometres of tunnels. Costing $820 million Australian, the Snowy Mountain, the Snowy Mountain Scheme generates over 4,500 gigawatts hours of renewable energy each year. 
I would now like to thank the University of Southern Queensland for supporting and aiding me in creating this podcast to represent the importance and impact of electricity around the globe. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by USQ's senior electromechanical engineer, Andreas Helwig, to talk about what electricity is made of, what is the electrical grid, how bad would the devastation be if Australia lost power for seven days, and where electricity is heading in the future. What is electricity made of? So electricity uh, is actually charge separation, which allows a current to flow. So the electricity we use is actually based on electrons, which are a negative charge, travelling through metals. But there are also other currents in electricity that can occur, for instance, in your body, what we call biochemical, which allows, um, right now, where you're looking at me through the camera and the uh, picture, your eyes are actually sending a current, a small amount of current, from your eyes uh, through the photons, activating them to actually get to the brain as well so you can interpret them. So there are a number of different forms of electricity, but the main one we use is based on electrons. What is the electrical grid? So the electrical grid is our electricity supply system that allows from generation sources of electricity to actually supply industry, in other words, through the wires and the actual transformers, uh, and to your domestic homes and to schools and hospitals, naturally. I would now also like to thank Energy Queensland for helping me in creating this podcast by letting me speak to an EQL apprentice program leader and linesman, Mitchell Maguire, about the jobs involved with electricity, who and what is EQL, what is an electrical fault, what safety measures does EQL have in place to keep us safe, who to call in an outage, what to do when the power is out, and how to prepare for a dangerous storm like a supercell. Thank you today, Mitchum, for joining me on behalf of Energy Queensland in sharing the importance of electricity. So my first question is, what are the trades involved in the distribution of electricity to our homes? Yeah, thanks, Dustin. There are many trades required for the distribution of electricity to customers, homes and businesses. The primary electrical trades at Energex and Ergon are linesperson. So this involves constructing, maintaining and repairing the overhead power line and underground cable networks. This also includes emergency repairs and responding to loss of supply calls. The second trade is electrical fitter mechanic. It's a more traditional electrical trade, maintaining and building substations, emergency repair work, investigating power supply problems and connecting customers. A more common name uh, for this trade is an electrician. We've also have the underground cable jointer. They make and repair joints and power cables installed in underground pipes, pits and trenches to protect the integrity of our power supply. They also prepare cable terminations for electrical equipment and overhead lines. They install, maintain and test underground infrastructure, including transformers and high and low voltage switchgear. And one of our newest trades is what we call a communications technician. So they're responsible for installing, commissioning and maintaining equipment used for the transmission and reception of voice, image and data signals. For example, you may be installing two-way radios in substations or helping with two-way radio installations in some of our fleet. What other additional jobs are there also in the field of electricity? Yeah, there's lots of different jobs out there that revolve around electricity, but if I just look at Energex and Ergon workforce, we've got a vast range of non-technical roles, ranging from power workers who are generally trades assistants in the field to accounting, media, procurement and customer service positions, just to name a few. What is an electrical fault? An electrical fault essentially at Energex or Ergon is an issue on the power network that cuts power to our customers. They can be caused from anything, from a failed piece of electrical equipment, 
to a tree branch being blown on the power lines, short-circuiting the supply of electricity and activating the network's electrical protection equipment. What safety measures does EQL put in place to keep us safe? The Energex and Ergon power networks have a vast number of protection and earthing systems to ensure the power faults are arrested before they do further damage to the network and customers' premises. EQL also runs comprehensive community safety campaigns every storm and winter season to provide public safety information such as take care, stay line aware. Who is the best person to call in a power outage? The best number to call in a power outage is Energex's 136262 number or Ergon's 132296 loss of supply lines. What are the best things to do when the power is out? To prepare for regular outages, it's good to have a torch, a radio, spare batteries, and nowadays it's handy to have a phone charging battery should the outage last longer. When the power goes out, check you're not the only one on the street by asking your neighbour if they've lost power. And if they have, call 136262 for Energex or 132296 for Ergon. You can also check Energex's outage viewer online at www.energex.com.au backslash outages. What are the best things to do to prepare for a dangerous storm? You should prepare for storms well before storm season commences. We encourage people to visit our get, the Get Ready website in Queensland called getready.queensland.gov.au. Uh, this is a way to understand what a good storm kit requires in addition to living without power for extended periods such as after a cyclone. We also recommend people keep their yard tidy during storm season to prevent high winds picking up debris in their yard and potentially turning it into a dangerous missile, injuring someone or landing in the power network. It's also a good idea to trim old branches and vegetation that can easily break off during a storm, but never trim trees near power lines. Thanks Mitchum for joining me today, and now back to you Andreas. How bad would the devastation be if Australia lost power for seven days? Well, you've got to imagine most of our food relies on refrigeration. So if you turn the power off for two days, most of the food that's there will defrost and be spoiled. Uh, we also rely on electricity to produce our fuels. So all of our cars, we also, you know, and electric vehicles in the future turn the electricity off. Eventually our civilization will come to a standstill. Electricity has affected modern technology in many ways. In the 21st century, the world is filled with technologies we never thought possible. This includes smoke detectors, electric, electric light bulbs, fans, dishwashers, microwaves, radio wave communication systems, digital cameras, iPhones, tablets, computers, monitors, and so many more amazing inventions. None of these would have been possible to create without the invention of electricity, making it an absolute necessity in modern society. Other human achievements that would not have been possible without the use of electricity include launching intercontinental missiles, building the International Space Station, putting a man in space and on the moon, and the launching of the Hubble and other space telescopes that have learnt so much about the history of the Earth, the solar system and the universe. How do other countries use electricity? I actually work in Madagascar and um, over there towards the end of summer, 23 hours of the day the electricity is off due to the hydro dams up north being empty and waiting for rain. 
Um, so they have to substitute this particular for electricity with charcoal to cook. They use candles for lighting or they use actually uh, charge some batteries up during the day, uh, during that one hour, and that's how they live every day. Um, they have to go and hand cart water. Right? It doesn't come out of the tap with no pumps. So all of these things, our society is, if you like, fragile because we don't have these backup systems in place at the moment. Where is Australia at with renewable energy? At the moment, going through a major transition to renewables, uh, one of the issues with renewables is it's quite variable and we have to increase the ability for storage and backup power. Uh, so this, at the moment, we are shifting uh, gradually from around about, on average, 5 to 6% of our total energy environment is from renewables. Uh, by 2050 and even earlier than that, they want 50%. So, I mean, there's a lot of work for electrical engineering people to do in the future. And if you're looking for a job, come and talk to us at the USQ about that. Can we, in the 21st century, survive without electricity? We can definitely survive without electricity, or we could actually go off grid with our own electricity as well. So there are a number of options there, but at the moment our society is not really prepared for a, a long-term um, turning off of the electrical power. The invention of electricity is considered a turning point in history because of its long-standing effects on humanity. Since electricity became standardised, humans have had a reliable and safe source of household lighting now something that we take in the 21st century for granted, would have, been, would have proved hugely beneficial when it was first invented, as it was much safer than a candle, which has real flames. And having a source of lighting allows you to extend your time that you can work, as you are no longer dependent on the sun to be able to see. Another invention, the refrigerator, which is also taken for granted in modern society, had enormous effects for people as they could now safely store meats and other foods for long periods of time, without it spoiling, going off, or growing mould. The refrigerator also led to the invention of affordable household air conditioning, which is now a standard in any home that gets too hot or too cold, allowing humans to live in a wider array of climates. Other electricity-dependent inventions, such as the water pump, have allowed humanity to grow and sustain a wide diversity of plants and crops required to feed Earth's growing population. The water pump has also had many other uses, such as powering your shower if you live on tank water, running a dishwasher, and pumping a bore in a rural areas to provide safe drinkable water. While these inventions may be taken for granted in modern society, inventions that aren't are those to do with technology. The mass production of the computer in the 1970s showed just how important technology would go on to become over the next 50 years. Since Apollo 11 landing on the July 20th, 1969, humanity has created the internet, Wi-Fi, the cell phone, the laptop, the smartphone, tablets, smart TVs, and so many more incredible inventions that have changed human history forever. So to summarize, the effects of electricity are vast and cannot simply be described in one podcast. However, we can say for sure that electricity has improved the lives of every human on planet Earth in ways we cannot imagine. And these are just a few of the main reasons that we cannot survive in our current way of life without electricity, making it a major turning point in history. To get more information about the subject, you can turn to sites such as Energy Education, Historical Archives, Museum Websites, and even just Googling the importance of electricity worldwide. 
And I would again like to thank Andreas Helwig and Mitchell McGuire on behalf of USQ and EQL for joining me and showing me how the invention of electricity is the most important in human history. And, I'd, and I would like to thank you, the viewers, for listening. This is Dustin McGuire's The Power of Electricity in Australia.